Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Novels, short stories, comics, podcasts, and merchandise. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Are we ready to dive back in? Because it, it is. Uh, I had I, to rewatch a bit of it to kind of get back into it. It is pure fucking chaos. I hope you prepared like a good five minute previously on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we need. That's Here we go. <laughs> previously on our game. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Again. But previous on our game, you guys decided that um, you were going to help Darth Gumbert go over to the City of Power and let them know that the power supply is ready to be reconnected to the little town of Russellton. On the way, you attack some bandits. And you also, that, yeah, well, <laughs> who attacked who first is uh, questionable. And you also found a what looks to be like part of a treasure map. However, that was put it in the back burner and sort it out later kind of stuff. You arrived at the magical city of Croft, the city of power, as it had been dubbed. And it was a wonderful electric mecca of Las Vegas and fantasy and neon signs and everything. It was crazy. Uh, Meeting Bunzel seemed nice at first, offered you like 4,000 gold and an additional gold to help him out because he felt like local businessmen were not happy with him, giving the power source away for free and getting some people out of jobs. You agreed to look after him and be his watch for the couple of nights while you were in town. You uh, met Gluso, the blacksmith, and his little um, adopted son, Benjamin, and he made you some metal rods and stuff to reinforce Bunzel's uh, windows. Uh, You also went to Old Jeb's Emporium and met Old Jeb, who uh, you also bought some bits and bobs into proper Home Alone fortify Bunzel's house. Uh, that went really well. You managed to fortify the house from attacks as a young boy called Marcus decided that was the night he was going to attack Bunzel's house. Then all hell broke loose. It all went completely out the window. Fucking Uruprax barged his way into the basement, which you guys had promised to protect and keep locked. <laughs> and after killing and slaughtering and capturing half of them, you all went down into the basement and found that the true source of the power was this horrible uh, necromancy kind of like device. Uh, he Bunzel had put his own daughter's spirit, locked it into a machine, and tried, as this spirit was trying to ascend upwards to the heavens, it was tethered to the ground. And that magnetic pull, that resistance, was what was powering the whole city. After several hours of debating and whether or not we should, shouldn't turn it off, uh, Finn was on one side of the boat, and then after you fucking 
<laughs> all ran Doctor Strange went into the ethereal plane <laughs> to oh, talk yeah. to Lillen. We flatlined them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We did the flatline Doctor Strange bullshit. You went into the ethereal plane, managed to talk to Lillen. She seemed like she was longing and wanted to go up into the heavens. However, she did remember and did recall and did promise her father she would help him. So she was fully aware and all the kind of trying to get a read on it, trying to figure out what to do. The consent of Lillen as she was on her deathbed before she got put into the machine, that was all confirmed. However, with Scamos having the deciding vote for fuck it, let's burn it all to the ground. <laughs> and you destroyed the machine and the whole town went dark. I'd uh, forgotten we'd done that. <laughs> How? How did you forget? How? That was the entire thing last time. <laughs> I just forgot. Mm. Oh, I need to make sure half a brick is in my inventory. That's gonna. Yes, make sure you've got half a brick in your inventory. It does have oh. a. Uh, it has Uran and Bunzel blood on it. <laughs> As you knocked out Uran to get him into the ethereal, and then you knocked out Bunzel as well. Because <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> chaos crew. Why not? The most devastating blow with that one brick on poor Uran. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. The yes, then the complete town went dark and dead. Uh, Uraprax wasn't happy with this, and he decided, "Fuck it," and he went off, kind of stormed off in a half. We didn't agree on this. This wasn't what we were going to do. He storms off. You guys kind of, kind of then trying to morally figure out whether or not it was nice or bad or good or evil of you to then take money from. Bunzel of all of his thank you gifts and um, appreciation kind of donations he had got uh, then started to notice that some people, even though it was quite late at night this is a very like a city that never sleeps, a lot of people started to realise the power had gone out and were starting to make their way to Bunzel's house Oran at the same time was going back to the Vegas Strip, oh sorry not Oran Uraprax was going back to the Vegas Strip, drunk people confused and not knowing where the power is was starting to make their way to the residential area to try and see what was going on. Uraprax then decided to go back and warn you guys. People started to get curious. Some people started to panic. Bunzel's window had been smashed. His front door had been knocked down from the previous combat. And people were starting to panic, thinking something had gone wrong with Bunzel. Maybe Bunzel had been attacked, and that's why the power has gone off. And they were starting to call the local guard. You guys panicked piggybacked Bunzel, fireman carried him out the back and started running out into the garden, getting the fuck away from there with Bunzel over your shoulder, over um, Oran's shoulder. Oran's, yeah. And Uraprax is on a nearby roof because <laughs> <laughs> his unseen servant couldn't go that far without him, but he wanted still to pretend that he didn't care, even though he does care. So, invisible <laughs> delivered us a note that said, "People are coming. Run, run, right? Yes. But did we ever get the note from Ian? I don't think we even yes, ever yeah. get invisible. You guys, oh, you guys got the note, and you're like, "Oh, he does care. He does like." Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, can I just be reminded why we decided to carry Bunzel again? Because uh, I think I theorised that if he's left, if they find him in this mess, and they discover all this mess in the if they discover all this mess in the house, you know, the destroyed necromancy machine, a dead a dead local man, um, then 
they might turn some questions on him and he did a naughty thing but I don't want him to be lynched yeah I think you guys also agreed from the previous recording that uh, you didn't want it Bunzel to make stuff up and claim that you guys had attacked him or you guys had just barged in and destroyed the machine like you didn't want you didn't want him to tell the story. You wanted to make sure your side of the story also got through, so you thought it was best to just grab him and run. Just want to make sure he's going to be cool. I mean, I'll be the first to say, we say this as we're scarpering out the door. Just to be clear, this is not a kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are bolting out the door. Uh, what would you like to do? Oh, gosh. Well... Anything immediate we can see as you walk out the door is the black back garden still clear. Uh, yeah, he has quite a uh, quite a small and very unkept back garden, very much like some of the other kind of inventors and majors you've met on your travels, like Flink Merriweather. Um, they seem to let other things start to slip, like the gardening and stuff like that, and the housework as they are so engrossed in their inventions and their creations. Uh, a very unkept small garden. Okay, and um, what's over the hedges or fences that surround the garden? You panic and kind of um, uh, Simon Simon Peg hop over this fence. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there is just a couple up a uh, couple of other conjoined adjacent uh, gardens. Right, boys, through the gardens till we get to an alley. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Either that, or we go through someone else's house. We just we just run through that we could do that if there's a door open that could be entertaining <laughs> we could pretend right. we were the electrician to like visit them ah, and don't... <laughs> <laughs> the gas we could like we, <laughs> we could like weekend at bernie's uh, uh what's his name bunzel and like mm. he could be doing a house call yeah that would be there's nothing that can go wrong in that plan well or maybe is... we just go through the <laughs> The gardens. Over the this fence. is this is Simon Pegg and the Cornetto trilogy. This it is really is Ferris Bueller's day off as he's <laughs> running back home. This is weekend at Bernie's. This is fucking chaos. Right. Okay, so you guys are all hopping the fence, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody apart from Uraprax, uh, everybody just roll an athletics for me to see how well and nimbly you can get over this fence. Uh, Oran Hammerhand, please do it at a disadvantage as you are currently carrying Bunzel at the same time. Sorry, just got to get my sheet up to see what bonus I get on this. Remind me how you do a disadvantage roll like this again. Uh, so you're going to roll two dice and you have okay. to take the lower outcome. Okay. But I can still add my uh, my. Yeah, you still get to bonus, add. Yeah. Yeah, always do okay. your bonuses and your adds and stuff. So I rolled a 15 and a 13, but I have a plus three, so 16. 16. Very gracefully, you just complete hop parkour over this fence, somehow still just bundle <laughs> over your shoulder. Very, very impressive. Uh, um, Scamos? What am I rolling? Acrobatics or yes, athletics? Um, I rolled a 12, I have plus four in acrobatics. Okay. So, oh, yeah. 16. Hold on. I actually, I actually did the wrong thing. I did... I did athletics. So it was acrobatics, sorry. That should only be a plus one, which means it was actually a 14. 14, okay. Not as nimble as you originally thought you were. 
you almost almost roll your ankle a little bit as you land on the other side, supporting Bunzel's weight. Uh, Scamos, you su successfully hop over the fence, kind of no issues. Not very graceful. This is more of a blind panic. Yeah. Uh, Finn, <laughs> what was your roll? So, so for acrobatics, uh, I rolled a three with a plus zero, with a, <laughs> a grand total of three. Okay. <laughs> Finn struggles a little bit. Hops over the fence, completely buckles an ankle, rolls an ankle. Uh, take one point of damage as you kind of land on your ankle, buddy. <laughs> oh, God, if we're taking damage for these little things, I've only got... I don't have much health right now because of I was killed in the last episode, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not. Right. Okay, you're in someone else's garden. Uh, Prax, you are currently on an adjacent roof to um, Bonzel's house and you can see these guys very <laughs> slapstick <laughs> comedy like hopping the fence I track their way they're going mm -hmm. but I want to come down off the roof very very sneakily near Bunzel's house okay uh, roll stealth for me Uh, 21. 21. You very gracefully managed to just kind of slide down this fence. Not this fence, sorry, this roof. Slide down the roof, grab and hold onto the gutter ring, and then gently pop down. Sneakily and stealthily in the two gaps, in the little gap between Bunzel's house and the neighbor's house. You can see there is a mass of people out the front of Bunzel. A couple of them have brought candles with them that they had in the house trying to see what the hell's going on because it's just pitch black now. A couple of people with some bigger torches, maybe some sconces that they've taken off the walls from their local pubs and stuff on the in, in, in the um, industrial and the Vegas Strip. There, a guy who was inside Bunzel's house comes out, calls to a couple of the people who are also gathered around like, what's going on, what's going on? The guy comes out and he goes, the window smashed, the... the, the the front door's broken. There's something weird in the basement. We need the local guard. Someone get the guard. And then a couple of people in the crowd like turning, get the guard, get the guard. And a couple of people dash off. So we've got a mass of people at the front. The local guard's been called. Someone's gone into Bunzel's house and they've seen the kind of chaos that has been in there. There was a vaporized guy because of the yum nutter. Uh, several <laughs> yeah, no, you've got to remember all this. There's a skewered guy in the doorway with nails in his foot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do I still have the invisible? Oh, invisible. Invisible lasts an hour, I believe. And in all you this chaos... It a minute ago. You reckon you've only got about Okay, you had him after the fight with the ogre down in the basement. Then he activated the sleep pillow. Then you stormed off, and now you've come back. I reckon you've got about half an hour left of him. Okay. What I want to do is very, very specific. <laughs> I want invisible next to me. Uh -huh. I want to hand him a brick or any kind of rock that's on the floor. I want him to go in the opposite direction of where the other guys have gone and to launch the rock at the head of the person who's just come out of the house and then run off in that way. Obviously, he doesn't need to run off because he's invisible, but that's the idea. Okay, so you want Ian Visible to go round the other side mm -hmm. of the building mm -hmm. and throw a big brick at the guy who's just <laughs> gone into Bunzel's house. 
Yes, please. Okay. And then he's going to run away in the opposite direction to us, right? So he's going... Not that he needs to run away because he's invisible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you, you can okay. take the rap for this whole thing. It was me, he invisible. You'll never catch <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, you see, almost as stealthily as you, a brick is plucked off the ground. Oh, no, you, you hand... you. You, you gesture a brick outwards. You grab one off the ground and you gesture it towards the air in front of you. It then gets plucked out of your hand and then just very slowly starts floating as the invisible servant starts to just walk around, kind of through and round the back of this crowd, this little kind of half a brick just kind of floating about. No one seems to peg it. No one seems to clock it as everyone is just concerned and confused about what's happened to Bunzel. The guy who's on his porch is like, there's a dead body, there's there's something weird in the basement, I don't know, uh, where's the guard? Has anyone got the guard yet? Some guy from the crowd calls out, yeah, well, someone's going to go get the guard, like, where is he? Is, is, is there any blood? Is there a sign of... And he's like, I don't know, there's this dust in the kitchen, and all of a sudden... Let's have a look. <laughs> uh Ian only rolled a six, unfortunately. Oh, no, Ian. No, no, Ian. Here. A brick comes hurling from what looks like the kind of far corner of this mob. And it misses the guy. However, it smashes into one of the other windows near his front door. I don't know and why I find this so funny, but it's just hilarious to me. <laughs> as soon as that happens, it kicks off. There are people shouting someone goes into the someone like who the hell threw that some guy at the back's like i knew this was all weird like i never trusted this power supply some guy's going like well what are we gonna do it's like what have i got to wipe my ass and flush my own toilet now like a fucking neanderthal uh -huh. oh was the city of hell wiping people's asses <laughs> i don't know if you, if you can if you can plug the golden cable into it you can you can imagine it <laughs> Oh my god, we've done a terrible thing by destroying this machine. A, a terrible, of the terrible drunk thing. Guys that have come from the like entertainment strip, the Vegas strip, you hear one of them shout out going, Oh mate, what about bruise? I'm I was gonna get one of those mocker things. And one of the guys is like, Well we better go before it goes cold and they start bolting. Someone clocks these drunk people. We're like, what the hell are they doing? It's like, they're running back to the strip and it's like Oh my god, what about all the stuff at the strip? It's like, like I, I need potions, I need shit, I need... And the, some people at the back of this kind of queue and this mob and this crowd that was worried about Bunzel start panicking about all the stuff which is now switched off and starts pelting back to the strip. Some guy... My incubators for me yeah. pythons! <laughs> my fridge, I've got milk and eggs in it! <laughs> Eat the ice cream first, that's what I say. Some... The guy who was on the porch, who got the brick thrown at him, panics and kind of runs back into the queue. He wants nothing to do with Bunzel's house. You peg, some other guy starts climbing one of these telegraph poles and is ripping the gold thread from these telegraph poles, starting to fucking like, well, if we ain't got no fucking power supply, every man for himself, I'm going to start hoarding gold and starts ripping this golden thread out of this power supply, out of all the kind of pylons. And it is a fucking chaos. I'm glad we did what you, we did. <laughs> are you running 
where are you running? Are you running in the same direction as the other three? Are you running in an opposite direction? I want to just shout at people to go that way because that's where the brick came from. Okay, yeah, you shout like... It came from you... over there! And some guy looks at you and kind of looks over there and he's like, fucking over there? <laughs> and then I... Can I... I forget how close Ian Rizman needs to be for me to command him. Uh, 60 feet. Okay, I command him to just punch for a window and then keep running. <laughs> okay. He looks at you and he's like, wait, you're not from around here, are you? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the bards. I've got a friend who's a bard. I know bards. He kind of looks at you weirdly for a split second and all of a sudden... <laughs> a smash window and it's it's if it hadn't gone full riot now it's gone full riot now a second person starts climbing a second telegraph pole slightly further up down the road and starts trying to get as much as the gold thread as he possibly can out of that one the guy that pegged you and was like I don't know who you fucking are turns and starts running towards where the smash came from Rise of the Planet of the Apes, boys. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, right. The other three guys, Vin, Uran, Scamos, and an unconscious bundle. You are in the next door's garden. You are starting to slowly make your way through, and then you stop, and you can start to hear this chaos. You hear the two smashes. You hear, and you can see as well, because they're tall. They're telegraph pole-like. Uh, you see two people starting to climb telegraph poles and ripping the thread off as well. You see all this chaos as well. What would you guys like to do? What would you three like to do? Right. How many houses over did we see on our last descent? How many of these walls are we going to have to go over to get to, um, you know, the adjacent street? Uh, I would so say not, not Bunzel Street, it, so it, the next one over. Yeah, I would say it mirrors. So I'd say it was Bunzel's house, his garden, and then another person's garden, their house, and then the like two two uh, parallel roads with the garden space. Oh, okay. So does this house run now? I mean, I don't know what kind of neighbourhood it is. Does it have rear access? Can we just go around the side gate? Are we taking <laughs> uh, a bike yeah. through? <laughs> yes, there is a side gate. Hopefully the bins aren't in today. Right, but... Um, <laughs> um, How does the recycling those? system work? <laughs> Can oh, they do plastics yet, or...? It never ends. <laughs> Can I make a horse fly? <laughs> what do the toilets look like? Can I buy a house? Mexico or Imperial? The bin bags dissolve like giant Barocca. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So there's no landfill in D&D. That's nice. There, oh my Jesus. No, there's no landfill in D&D. It's magically teleported to some kind of nether plane. The same nether plane that Lillian's in? Sure. <laughs> That's why the ghosts are always so grumpy. By, yeah, they're just surrounded by <laughs> giant Baraka garbage all the time. Just, they're there in the afterlife in the nether realm and then just trash. Just, trash, yeah. just floating in powdery trash. Okay. <laughs> I've lost I've lost you guys. I've lost it. I've lost it. I'm bringing it back. Bring it back. Okay, you yeah. three. <laughs> you three are in the neighbor's garden. You have an unconscious bundle. You have all semi-successfully hopped the fence. You look up at this person's house. They have a little side gate and a side alley to get onto the main road. However, what you also peg is that they are looking out of their windows <laughs> in through their garden over to Bunzel. They haven't pegged you and clocked you in the 
their garden because they are more concerned what is happening on the opposite road and Bunzel's house. Okay, very quietly then, guys. I want to do exaggerated tiptoes, turn around and shh, or creep out through the side gate. <laughs> very, very quietly. Okay, all of you three, please roll stealth for me then. sheet here mm-hmm. nine for me okay nine Six. Uh, twelve plus six stealth Eight. is my best thing <laughs> okay a local a nearby dog clocks you guys <laughs> <laughs> and it starts growling and barking at Finn he's like no get away get away <laughs> oh, but, no. Uh, successfully managed to sneak through this garden you go through the side gate, through the little um, little side pathway of this house, and now you're on the kind of adjacent road parallel to Bunzel's. Right. Now we're safely away from the scene of the crime. Everyone knows Bunzel here. Um, um, can we weekend at Bernie's, like, put him across our arms so Oren doesn't need to carry him? We can pretend he's like a drunk friend being, like, frog-marched along. Okay, okay. And then, uh, and then should we walk along just casually away from the scene, maybe back towards the town, as if we're escorting a drunk friend back home. Maybe we'll sing a little song as we go. (laughs) Do we have, like, any uh, clothing or, like, baseball cap and sunglasses in (laughs) our big bag that we can use to, like, disguise him? (laughs) Let me consult the bag. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we've 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 got two lots of knitwear. Oh, put the knitwear on Scarves. him and part his hair the part his hair the different way like Superman. People yeah. will never recognise him. Yeah, that's we've how we've got it an works. arcane gauntlet, we've got a dryad crown, we've got the magical pillow if that helps. Oh no, that's dangerous. Let's <laughs> get <laughs> the magical pillow. Have I uh, still got my magic acorn hat? I was you do have your do you still have your magic acorn? Yeah, you're in your magic acorn hat. Because <laughs> we're getting hungry. There's also one other thing we could do. We could either do the disguise and carry him like a drunk friend, or if it is truly Bindi, maybe if they're like wheelie barocas, maybe we can just throw him into a bin and like wheel a bin along and no one will spot him. God damn it. (laughs) You're going to make us roll evens or odds to see if it is or isn't Bindi. If it's black, bin or blue. Hold on, let me, let me. (laughs) <laughs> it is not Bin Day. Oh, oh. Damn it. Yes. It is literally okay. the day after Bin Day and everyone's bins are back in their gardens. Okay. Great. It's a nice neighborhood as well. They're proper bin stores. They've got to keep yeah. up front. They're all, they're all numbered by the house as well, so no one steals someone else's bin. Speaking of bins, guys, I'm checking the bag and it has become a bit of a bin. There is a lot of trash <laughs> in the bin. <laughs> oh, can we just put them in the bag? Yeah. Okay. Theoretically, how much air is in the bag? That, thank you. That was exactly what I was about to say. Seven cubic uh, feet. If he's You're... chopped up into pieces, he doesn't need air. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I said it's not a kidnapping, I didn't mean it was a murder. Yeah. So last game, you were like, oh, do we keep this machine running? And now you're like, yeah, just chop Bunzel up. No, <laughs> it was a joke. Basically, I'm at my... Ha, ha, Finn, ha, ha, Finn is having ha, ha. Like, a mental breakdown this right now. This is how he's so dealing. He yeah. can <laughs> Uh, you guys know from your testing and kind of experimenting with this magical bag you have 
Uh, it is an interdimensional pocket inside the bag, which is its own little weird plane of existence, which has no air in it. It is almost like a magical void of space. Uh, so could, theoretically, you could hold your breath and dive into the bag and survive in the bag for a bit. For a bit. Much like you can technically survive in space without a spacesuit. However, an unconscious Bunzel who is completely knocked out and is unaware and un unable to hold their breath because they are unconscious would probably die instantly if put in the bag. I have a question. I, yes. I also have a question, but if, you go first then. Uh, thank you. If somebody was to jump into the bag and hold their breath, mm -hmm. and this bag is bottomless... Mm. Uh, it is not bottomless, it is... I think with your handy haversack, I think it's about five foot by five foot, this kind of interdimensional pocket. It, oh, would okay. be, it would be a squeeze. You would probably have to dump all your other stuff out, but you could technically crawl into it because it is a five foot by five foot cube in the bag. That answers my question. Okay. Thank you. It sort of answers my question too, because if we have to throw everything else out, then my plan is moot. So let's, let's forget about the bag. Okay. So we having to weekend at Bernie's pretend he's our drunk friend. Yeah, but let's give him a scarf or something so that we can cover up his face, yeah. like you know, maybe like a fa hey, like face oh, mask. It. You know? Or you have a scarf on. You are one of the owners of the scarves, so that is easily done. You can you whip off your scarf that you got gifted from the Oaks and just quickly wrap it around. Make it like it. a make it like a headdress or something, so you know he's not recognisable. Yeah, that's yeah. You can do that. <laughs> uh, uh, one of you three, I'd like one of you to roll a deception with advantage to see if you can fool everyone into thinking that this unconscious bundle is your drunk friend you're trying to get home. Okay, I have a so plus three on deception. Okay, you're way better than me with plus three. What about you, Andy? Uh, or Scamos? Am I, am I allowed to say or will I be told off for metagaming? No, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'll I'm, I'm plus four on deception. Or is he? Or is he? Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Please uh, roll with advantage. Alright. First roll is a six. Second roll is a seventeen. I will take the seventeen, please. <laughs> plus my plus my four. So seventeen plus six. But did I say oh, the sorry. seventeen so plus four? Seventeen plus four, let me bring it back up here. Yeah, seventeen plus four. Okay, uh, it's it's very convincing. <laughs> it's probably you and Oran have probably got either of Bunzel's arm, and Bunzel is in the middle of you two, and then Finn is probably on the end of of the either side of one of you guys to make like a little drunk for people all kind of staggering home together. Yeah. We'll do a little song as we go. Classic, <laughs> like, show me the way to go home. <laughs> okay, uh, Uraprax, what are you doing? Um, I want to just kind of cling to the shadows a bit and just see if I can watch and see what's unfolding. All right. Uh, roll, uh, roll another stealth for me then. This one's going to be shit this time. Uh, 13. 13. Uh, you feel like you're in the shadows a little bit. You feel like you're quite good. You're not sure. I feel like because everything is so dark at the moment, it's very aiding you, and no one's paying attention to you. 
Some people now have started to go into Bunzel's house and are grabbing his thank you coins and his little uh, coin purses that he's had of um, donations. And yeah, hell, all hell is breaking loose here. We could have saved those for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you staying there? I'll stay here for a little bit. Okay. Uh, Finn, Oran, and Scamos, where are you guys? What guys would you like to head? You've got the Vegas Strip. There was the kind of the industrial area where they were making the pylons where you um, met Gluso in his forge. Uh, and there is the residential area you're currently in. Where would you guys like to roughly head? What do you think, boys? I mean, should we go back and pick up the horses? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We go and get the horses and then we get out the Dodge and find somewhere to lay, to lay low for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, we have the only shoed horses in the stables. <laughs> we made sure of that. Yeah, yes, you did. That is that. Well done, actually. That was a good. That was a good remembering. It's been such a while. I forgot about that. Actually, to be fair. <laughs> Thanks, Larry Lawrence. Uh, yes, Lawrence. That was it. You paid Lawrence an extra gold to de-shoe the horses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are. What are, our, what are our horses' names? That's the real. That's the real test. I remember my horse's name, but not everyone else's. Mine oh was called God. Fiasco. There's Fiasco. There was Horsefell. Horsefell, Blizzard, and Sunflower. Yeah, Blizzard Way! is mine. There we my, go. Blizzard is my entirely black horse. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Oh my God, where is it all? I must have it somewhere. Never mind. Okay. God, what chaos. So you uh, you guys put your horses with Lawrence in the Vegas Strip next to the Electric Dragon. That's where we're heading. Okay. That's into the bit. That is into the, the eye of the storm. That That's where everyone's heading. Hiding in crowds. Okay. Hiding in plain sight. Plain sight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Social camouflage, baby. <laughs> Although, at the electric bar, didn't people, like, didn't we ask a lot of questions looking for a certain someone and now that certain <laughs> someone has gone missing? And... <laughs> well, I think a lot of attention was taken by our by our singing, by our, well, our poetry driving friend who doesn't happen to be with us at the moment. I mean, uh, looking around town, uh, a contractor that was doing some work, um, Dathomir, screw it, was uh, asking a few questions around the town, but Scamos, nowhere in friends. Not sure what, uh, who would recognize such uh, inconspicuous characters. By the way, guys, for the purposes of any conversations now, please refer to me as Amicus Olam. Oh my god, is there another one? You're kidding me. <laughs> no, we'll wait till we're proper we'll wait till we're properly in uh, in hiding before I break him out. I've got to build up to doing the accent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess based on the last name I've chosen what I'm gonna try for? <laughs> I've got an inkling. Okay. Right, so you are drunken carrying Bunzel back towards the Vegas strip. Uh, can I have Oran Hammerhand, the wonderful Oran? Can you please roll me a one second? Doodly do 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 do. Can you please roll me a wisdom saving throw? 
Okay. So a d20 roll on wisdom, which I have a plus one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Eight. Eight. Excellent. You are very convincingly and very deceptively pretending that you are walking a drunken bunzel home. Uh, a drunken guy wrapped in a scarf. Not bunzel. Definitely not bunzel. <laughs> Definitely. His name is... His name is Pete Headscarf. Pete Headscarf. <laughs> <laughs> when all of a sudden you hear Bunzel let out a very strange kind of like, oh, my head. And as he does that, he casts a spell on you and you freeze and paralyze in place. As you do that, almost like kids holding hands and one of the kids stops running all of a sudden, you all kind of domino and slip out of each other's grip, and Bunzel crashes to the floor. He has managed to gain consciousness from being thrown over the fence and then being dragged drunkenly, and starts to get up off his feet. Oran, you have been paralyzed and you are frozen. He looks up at Oran, successfully seeing that, that, he's man- that his spell has worked and he's a bit safer, and he backs away from you and Scamos and you, Finn. He kind of gets his lab coat, unpops one of the buttons, and kind of starts to reach his hand into his lab coat. And he's like, "You, you four, you threw three, a uh, men- mental. I, I, you took, I you've mean, taken everything. You, you, you took cool, my big, fame big, big, and my reputation. Cool. You took my reputation and, and my one chance of seeing my daughter again. And, and, and you've taken bunzel, everything. Bunzel, bunzel. Be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. It's very dangerous right now. Just remember." When if Marcus had uh, had his way, things would be very different. Things have got out of hand. Right now, we're only going to make things worse if everyone's not cool. Okay, take a breath. No one's going to hurt you. Look, hands. If you if you lot have done what I I told you to, Marcus would have been dead. No one would have known, and and everyone would have been happy, and anything could have kept going the way it was. Uh, he Benzel. pulls something from out under his lab coat. It's a yumna. <laughs> it's not a yumna. However, it's very bizarre. It looks very similar. It is a hunk of wood that seems to be carved almost like the stock of a rifle. However, at the end of it, it's not a barrel, not any kind of gun, not a revolver or anything like that. It just has a skull on the front. Almost (laughs) like this weird makeshift shotgun skull thing. He kind of whips it out and he points it just randomly, roughly in your you three, your directions. He kind of pulls it and squeezes the trigger on it. The skull on the front, the eyes flash purple, the jaw just opens up, and this horrible scream comes out of it. This weird deafening howl mixed with the sound of what seems like a cannon going off, mixed with this horrible, just guttural roar. As everyone, including... Oran, even though he's still paralyzed, can please make a wisdom saving throw for me. God damn you, Bunzel, and your necromantic rape whistle. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) Right, wisdom. Yeah, remind me. Wisdom saving throw. I roll a 20 still on this, right? Yep, so it'll be a d20. You've got a little saving throw section Uh, of your thing, which might be slightly different to your normal wisdom depending on what your class is. But a wisdom saving throw. Eleven. Eleven. Um, Thirteen plus dick all. Thirteen, yeah. 
Six plus three, so nine. Nine. You all fail the roll. As this weird skull cannon goes off, this weird skull shotgun, you all are struck with fear. You are now frightened by Bunzel. Being frightened, as like a video game, is a condition. Uh, let me read it out to you. Uh, a frightened creature, which you guys all are, have disadvantage on any ability, ability checks and attack rolls while the source of the fear is, is within your line of sight. And a creature, that's you guys, cannot willingly move closer to the source of their fear. You are now fear. You now fear and are frightened by Bunzel. Disadvantages towards him at any checks and attacks and you physically cannot move your character closer to him. He drops the shotgun skull thing and then pulls out, in, uh, reaches into another pocket, very, very frighteningly, pulls out some of the golden thread. Almost like, almost like an old school 90s kid yo-yoer kind of just flicks it and whips it around his other hand and then whips it back around and it almost makes it look like he's doing the cat's cradle. And then as he flips it over again, he just vanishes and casts invisibility on himself. <laughs> it takes about six seconds or so, but without Bunzel being there anymore and not being able to see him anymore, the fear dissipates. Uh, Oran, can I get another wisdom saving throw from you to see if you can break the paralysis? Four. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Oran is there frozen mid drunken saunter like what? <laughs> uh, Uraprax, during all this chaos people are now going into Bunzel's house and raiding him of all of his thank you notes and gifts and coinage he's received you hear that weird scream gunshot thing from across the way I climb onto the rooftop Mm -hmm. and then run in that general direction to see what's going on okay uh, are you going up on Bunzel's roof or are you going onto the neighbour's roof neighbour's roof neighbour's roof as you start clambering up onto the neighbour's roof you hear some guy in the crowd go hey that's my fucking house and another guy <laughs> in the crowd goes fuck it every man for himself we've got no power anymore and he picks up another brick and hurls it at another house across the way. <laughs> I feel a little bad now. I'm starting to feel bad about what we've done. But I hate to say Bunzel, so. Bunzel's <laughs> betrayal has angered me greatly. Bunzel's betrayal. Uh, you can't just get clob at it with a brick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After he imprisoned the spirit of his dying daughter very selfishly. With her consent. Mm-hmm. Not informed consent. Come on, <laughs> he's, uh, he's shipmaning. Uh, he's like changing old ladies' wills before he bumps them off. That's what he's doing. That's what Bunzel's about. <laughs> he's not a bloody. Oh man, I'm going to spread some rumors about this guy. <laughs> not a gold digger. Well, he's got a lot of gold, hasn't he? Maybe his methods are a little different. Hey, he's not. He's not just got gold. He's got weaponry. He's got cool ninja moves. Like I don't know if he even needed us at all. Yeah, there's something more to Bunzel than we first thought. If he's like 
whipping around golden thread like a yo-yo and casting invisibility like he's a badass there's there's more to him definitely we should have put him in the bag <laughs> we should have chopped him up and guess, put him in the bag <laughs> guess what's happening next time I need to get his head in there yeah <laughs> oh my god suffocating and so- assassinating <laughs> someone by putting, them, putting their head in a bag <laughs> into genius. another dimension with no air that is I'm what, time out that is fucking genius right, you kill yes. someone in D&D by suffocating them by throwing their head in a bag I am um, this is my new assassination trick if I ever ask yeah. to take the bag fin Andy you, you pick rogue for a reason I can tell <laughs> yeah. mm. okay um Uruprax, make a perception or yeah a perception to try and see where the hell these guys have gone and where that sound is coming from uh i got 13 13 you can see what looks like 12 sorry oh 12 yep uh you can kind of see just a little bit further down the road almost you guys didn't get very far before um all of this chaos kind of woke bundle back up uh you can see a little bit further down the road you can see oran like frozen <laughs> stick figure style as you're kind of oh, looking and you peg them I just realised he's stolen my scarf <gasps> oh you ju- oh yeah he did what a <laughs> fucker this, this was the blue one resistant to cold damage this was the really it, cool one it was oh, I'm getting that scarf. fucking scarf back that's genius I've got to write that down <laughs> <laughs> He's made off with our scarf. This guy gets worse and worse. Please change his alignment to I actually, evil. <laughs> I actually don't feel bad about anything now that's happened. <laughs> burn this city to the ground to get that scarf back. I'd say it's about equals yeah. now. Not you know, we destroyed the weird things he did with his wife and his daughter. Not because of the weird necrom- necromancy stuff. Because he stole my scarf. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, yes, Uruprax, you see a kind of stick figure frozen in space, Oran. Uh, uh, he's a little bit down the road, a little bit towards the Vegas Strip. As you're doing that, you hear someone like huffing and puffing. You turn around, someone is also climbing on this roof of you and like, this golden thread's mine, you fuck, get away from it! And he's grabbing and trying to pull this golden thread and like ripping down shingles. Ooh. Sorry, very, very meta inconvenient pause, but I've realised my Mac isn't plugged into a power source and I'm getting the danger sign. Give me uh, 30 plug seconds. It in, plug Life it into the golden thread. Here. This is the golden thread. That's oh, it. Oh. Oh dear. Oh my. Oh me, oh my. <laughs> bitch, Bunzel, you're going to pay for this. I have I've, I've a question about the, uh, the bag whilst we're waiting. Okay. The bag can hold more items than the physical size of the bag because it like shrinks them down. Or um, something. It's very much TARDIS-like. So it's uh, bigger on the inside. It doesn't yeah. voodoo shrink people's heads. It's, it's bigger on the inside. The inside is a 5x5Q, very TARDIS-like. It's a different pocket in time and space. Uh, you can reach in and through kind of... It's kind of meta... And it's kind of We're in business because magic. That's why. But you can always reach in and always pull out the thing you want. It's not a case of that you have to hold your breath and put your head in and find <laughs> what you're looking for and reach and pull it out. Everything I is see. always to hand what you need. 
<laughs> if it's the middle of a battle and you're concentrating on fighting and then you want to reach into the bag and pull something out, I'd probably make you roll for that because you are in the middle of combat and you're like, fuck it, I need potion and it might be something else. Okay. okay. Uh, back in. Mm-hmm. Iraprax, this guy is climbing up. He's knocked over a couple of shingles and he's like, hey, fucker, get away. That's my golden thread. And he kind of starting to wrench this golden thread, which is also connected to the roof you're on. I say to him, I literally couldn't care less about your golden thread as I spit a globule of poison by his hands. Not on his hands, but by his hands. Jesus, he he falls off the roof. (laughs) (laughs) You hear him just... <laughs> and he is dead. No, you killed him. He's not dead. He's just very, very, very hurt. Punished for his greed. Okay, uh, what are you doing, Oran? Uh, sorry. Not so Oran, where am but... I? What can I see from my uh, my vantage point? Uh, you can see uh, on the adjacent road, a couple feet down, maybe 10, 15 foot down towards the Vegas Strip. You can see Oran is frozen. Oran, can you do another wisdom saving throw for me? Oh, a natural 20 plus one, 21. (laughs) You just tempt every bit of your being and your fiber and just squeeze your neck as hard as you can and just, I just managed to break out of it. Ah, nice. Am I as close as I can be while at a height? As close as you can be. Uh, It would take some good nimble dexterity to start jumping onto Bunzel's roof, but then because of the two gardens that separate you from another roof, you probably wouldn't be able to stay on the roofs. I wouldn't. I would. No. No, you wouldn't. So how far are they from where I am? Fuckingly, Daniel, you might have to get off a roof this game. (laughs) Oh. So how far are they from where I am? Uh, Yeah, actually, it would probably be a lot further than 15 feet. I I apologise. They're probably about, about 50 foot away from you guys. Shout! Everyone's shouting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I jump off the roof, feather fall down, of course. And uh, feather. Uh, hold on. Hold on. One. I think I've used feather fall for a while. Uh, it's not about how long you've used it for. It's about how many times you can cast spells before you need a nap. I take a nap. <laughs> nice try. Uh, level three, right? Yes. Okay. You've got about four four first level spells, so I, I, I think you're fine. Okay. Featherfall. Featherfall. You Mary Poppins down off the roof. And then uh, I run in their direction mm-hmm. and then stop at a point in which I can see them, but they don't quite know I'm there. Okay. So you've kind of gone through the same garden as them. You've gone through the same little side path as them. And now you're kind of in the front garden of the opposite house to, or the adjacent back facing house to Bunzel on the parallel road. They are on the kind of pathway a little bit further up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you three, what are you guys doing? Right. First things first, you know that fear skull that you dropped on the floor? Yep. Mine now, you piece of shit. All right. <laughs> you pick up the weird skull shotgun thing. Mm. I think as well, and we'll double check this, you still have Yumnut as well? Or was Yumnut left in the... In um, the... Was, was Yumnut... Did it have a separate power supply? Did it have to be wired into the wall? It was wired into the wall. I think it kind of just got dropped on the floor. Okay. I uh, think. 
I'll make you right. Oh, yeah. I, I assumed it was part of the... Um, like, it had to be attached to the house. Yes, it was almost like it was plugged in, yeah. Was it 13 volt? Uh, no, it was like a weird 9 volt adapter one. You had to get a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, transformer for that two yeah. pin or three pin. <laughs> um, yeah, how many pins do they use? <laughs> how many pins they use in DMD? Six. <laughs> oh my god, that's a dream. Weird arcane six pin thing. How many hertz? <laughs> All right. the hertz, a million hertz. Which is what you'll get in a minute if you stop giving me that boy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be getting some hertz. Mm. Um. So, um, how many seconds have passed since Bunzel disappeared on us? Uh, it was about... It, was, it felt a lot longer because of the pure rage and stuff. Uh, once he uh, made himself invisible and your frightened... The target which had frightened you was not visible to you guys. The frightened did wear off after a round or so. So it was about six seconds. Right. Just one little chance then. So I've snatched the thing up. Can we... Just see if we can see any signs of him moving away, because he's not intangible, right? He'll still move things. Uh, yes. Uh, in this situation of someone invisible, you could technically, as you're on kind of like a fantasy dirt road, you might be able to see footprints. Uh, roll a investigation at disadvantage for me. Okie dokie. Uh, well... Shame about that disadvantage. <laughs> I rolled a 17, but the second one was a 2. So... <laughs> you have no idea where he's gone. If what I was wearing a hat, I... I would throw it on the floor. <laughs> what about if I do, like, a thunder wave? Because he might still be within 15 feet, but I don't know if I'll just throw him further away from us. I don't know if it will, like, falter the invisibility spell or something, but it might do. Uh, as a... As a Eldritch Knight and have access to the Arcane, uh, roll an Arcana for me. Uh, Arcana. Oh, shit. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, from what you've know from your kind of studying and knowledge of uh, sorcery and uh, mages and stuff, uh, the invisibility spell is usually broken if the person who casts it starts attacking or starts casting another spell. So, very much, very much like a stealth game, or very much like, yeah, very much like gaming and stealth and stuff. Once you start attacking enemies, then obviously you break the sneak or the stealth that you have. Oh, okay. Uh, you might be able to thunder wave and invisibly hit him, and he'll say oof. He'd probably make a oof noise, yeah. Well, let's do it. I'm gonna, th I'm gonna thunder wave, okay. but that's also gonna th throw all sorts of chaos. Like, there's, there's other problems that are gonna be <laughs> raised by this. Just but let him go, guys. Just, just let as him you, go. As you, as you, as you open your hands, I can shout to you in a, in like a stage voice. Oh my God, Bunzel's a necromancer and has gone berserk. Stop him! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay, should I not? Maybe, maybe I shouldn't. Finn doesn't think I should Thunderwave. Scamos, what do you think? Thunderwave for days. Let's do it. We're going to Thunderwave. He's gone. He, like, Bunzel, no, he's gone berserk. Necromancy will do that to a person you know, do another voice. I had he's been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aura, and you 
slam your um, Warhammer into the ground and cast Thunder Wave. A 15-foot cube in front of you just electrifies. There's this big thundering boom, and as it kind of smacks into the dirt, uh, you see kind of shards of... Uh, you know sometimes when lightning hits the, the beach and it's like big crystals are formed and stuff from like the sheer like explosion and heat and stuff? Uh, a little bit like that, very tiny, like little kind of scatterings of scorch and crystals shoot onto the dirt. Uh, but no, nothing. There's no oof from a invisible bundle. Bunzel. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, or perhaps you see Oran just hit the ground and just a of a thunder wave just erupts from him. You see uh, Scamos mimic throwing a hat off the off of his head onto the ground in frustration. Shakes my fist. I so I've muted myself because my laptop was going nuts and it was hissing if you can hear it. But I I shake my head and I continue to observe, just looking all around. Can I do a perception check for anything that might be unusual? Uh, yeah, sure. Bunsen hiding in a bush next to you. So I got a six. No, no idea. Okay, cool. As you are, as you are. <laughs> okay. I think at some point someone should whistle for Phil Colley to see if he's followed us and maybe we can utilise him somehow. You think the dog from Russellton, <laughs> several days journey away, has followed you here? Possibly. I mean, Possibly. if he was going to turn up, now would be the time. <laughs> Roll an animal handling for me, Oran. Come okay. on, natural 20. <laughs> oh how beautiful would that be critical yeah. success oh. no but it's good I rolled an 18 and I've got a plus one 19, 19. you just here boy <laughs> <laughs> nothing now, wait 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 oh, wait he could be quite far away let's just give it a second nothing ah oh, shit okay good idea is a stray dog from like two towns over? No, man. The way, the, the way you called it was impeccable. Yeah, yeah. He, he might turn up in season two. He's going to turn up. Yeah, he, he'll just appear from around the corner and be like, "Hello, father. <laughs> <laughs> I have returned." Okay, guys, what are you doing? You can start to hear you. It's kind of hard to make out, but it almost sounds like someone's chopping down a tree. You can imagine that someone has started to hack away at these telegraph poles, desperate to get this gold thread down, starting to get as much gold as they can, because obviously they're going to have to start paying for shit again. Right. What do we what? think that... What, what? I mean, what is... What's Bunzel's game? What do we think he might do in this situation? Where is he going to go to recover or to lay low because he can't go to his house has he suggested anything else is there any other place that we went to that uh, I'll give you this because obviously between games has been like a good couple of months and stuff in between games and the first time you met Bunzel uh, he's never spoke of a like summer home that he likes to visit he's never spoken of friends or relatives in the town uh, he is he's just a guy He's just a guy. You don't know where his parents are from. He doesn't. He hasn't told you or reminisced about his childhood homes or anything like that. Uh, you have no clue where he might have gone. 
I mean, what's everyone's thoughts? Because of his stark betrayal, I'm happy to go for the horses knocking on every door as we go and tell him that his necromancy has cursed us all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we probably should go for the horses. Yeah, I kind of feel like he has. I'm determined not to be the guy. villain of this piece. Maybe, yeah, I think the best thing we can do is make him come back to us, Aran. Finn, what do you think? Yeah, level heads. You go, I'm, Finn. I'm, I'm just like, I'm just like, I, I just don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. I think, I think Bunzel is tonight is not the night to catch Bunzel. We're all in bad shape. I'm like half dead. I have died, and I'm just back. <laughs> Why are we trying to catch Bunzel? For the scar. Yeah. And I'm gonna shoot him with this. I'm gonna <laughs> shoot him with this skull thing. Yeah, he likes it. Have you? No, I'm. I'm not with you guys. I can't say it. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I reckon my vote goes for let's go get the horses. If, if anything, he has made our lives slightly easier because now we're not carting around the most wanted man in the city. So, yeah, he could still turn up. He might. He might be. You know, who knows who's watching right now from the shadows. Let's let's get the horses, and if anyone tries to stop us, we fire fear straight into their face. Oh, I'm, <laughs> so, they, I'm, so they can't. I'm, I'm giving them the fear of the real. Everyone we see along the way, I'm going to do in a different voice every time, so I can never be thought of as the same person to begin this rumor. Have you heard? <laughs> Bunzel's a necromancer. He was a necromancer all along. He's cursed us all. Repent, repent. <laughs> Run for the hills. What about the children? Think of the children. <laughs> Can I ask a question about fear first, just before we go to the horses, which I think is what the plan is? Mm-hmm. How long does that spell like persist? If we were to see Bunzel in a week, would we just immediately be scared of him again, or does it wear off? <laughs> uh, so, if it was cast in combat, every at the end of each of your turns, you could roll to uh, break the fear. So you would have your go, it would be very limited because you are afraid, but then at the end of your go you can roll to see if you can successfully overcome the fear, and then uh, then you can go back to normal, or you keep rolling each subsequent turn. Uh, but yeah, it, it would wear off. If you were to bump into Bunzel in a month's time, a year's time, you're not still scared of him. Yeah, and I'll tell you something a little bit here for free, Oren. Um, Bunzel may have adopted fear, I was born in it. Okay, so you guys are heading towards the Vegas Strip. Yeah, yeah. audibly uh, slagging him off. Okay. Uh, Ura Prax, you see the three of them start heading off quite quickly towards the Vegas Strip. I tail them secretly. <laughs> okay, roll a stealth for me. Oh, what am I doing? Uh, 11. 11. Um, what is everyone in the party's uh, passive perceptions? So you should have... Uh, passive perception should be at the bottom of your sheet under your skills. Yeah, or 10. it is 10? Okay. Yours is 10. Mine's is 1. Mine's 15. 15? Okay. Uh, no. It's written 9 or something. No, 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 no. no. You're, um... So what is your, what is your perception... In your skill, is it a plus? Uh, it's a plus one, yeah. 
Okay, so your passive perception is 10 plus that number, so it's 11 for you. Ah, okay. Uh, Finn, with your passive perception of 16, did you say? So, so is it, so, sorry, my passive perception says 15, but then my regular perception is plus 5. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. So 10 plus yep. your modifier. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, however, it is higher than Uruprax's stealth. You do hear someone behind you, and you turn around and you see that Uruprax has been tailing you this whole time. <laughs> this comes <laughs> as a surprise to none of us, by the way. Yeah. We're like, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, stand, I stand on the edges of darkness, just like folded arms with cross face. <laughs> Should we just agree, like all, like all adventuring men, we just won't talk about this emotional thing. Would you like? <laughs> we're gonna get the horses. I nod. <laughs> That's all we need. That's all we need. That's all you need, baby. The gang's okay. back together. <laughs> okay, you guys start making a beeline, uh, ignoring the industrial area, and just going straight back to the strip. Uh, you get there. It's full on rioting. People are shoving other people. People are trying to break into the shops like Brews and Shady Sally's. Some people have very haphazardly and very quickly started bordering up their entrances. Uh, absolute fucking chaos. Um, people who are living like in the little kind of high end apartments above all the pubs and restaurants are just looking down at all this in chaos. The big hulking i believe it was a red dragonborn husk i think his name was who was in charge of the electric dragon has just got these two big chunky jaggedy battle axes look like they're carved out of bone instead of uh, metals and is defending the front of the electric dragon just making and no one is going near that place other they are trying to break into like brews and the little coffee shops and the little tea rooms no one's touching the electric dragon you can see old Jebs has been like, he's managed, he seems to have very, very, very typical of an older, the older generation, kind of an older half orc. He has prepared for this by the looks of things, and there are special shutters and blinds already down on his windows. In all of this chaos, you also see the elfin blacksmith who uh, made all the iron bars for you guys is chaos trying to push his way through of this just shouting out he's like benjamin benjamin where are you kind of pushing his way past people what would you guys like to do benjamin didn't ask for this bunzel will pay for it all but we have to help we are going to get our horses and get the fuck out of here Well, I suppose I did get to decide whether we were not we were going to bash Bunzel or not. This does not make us even. <laughs> well, I am agree to disagree, even. I think this is a lost cause. Get the horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, does that mean... Oh, no, hold on. I either cause a stalemate right now or a decider. Hmm. Have a go at making a decider. Well, if I make a decider, it's just going for the horses. That's that's the decider. And I feel bad I about Benjamin. I guess I can still look for someone on the back of a horse. Mm -hmm. oh, that's true. Okay, let's get the horses first, because that's more pressing, and then we'll we'll come back and maybe 
we'll, we'll have a discussion about Benjamin. We'll mm-hmm. ride through the streets. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you start to you start to push your way through this crowd. It's not like it's not a th- it's not thick, but it is the occasional you have to make sure people aren't running into you. The uh, very angsty team that was serving you guys at Bruise with the shaven head and his elven ears weighed down with all the pierces, piercings and stuff. And that very dark eyeliner on his face. He seems to be like just relishing this. He's got a brick in one hand. He's got a, like a Molotov cocktail in the other. And he's hucking stuff. He's actually got a smile on his face for a change. And he's just going apeshit. He's destroying Bruce, the shop he worked for. <laughs> Can we just mutter as we go past you? You're welcome. <laughs> there are people in Bruce desperately trying to raid the back of it trying to get as all the potions and everything out of it that they can because god knows when they're going to be made again uh, yeah and it's ca- so you're heading to the electric dragon yeah yeah to the stables where where, where lawrence okay kept on may not be <laughs> yeah no he ain't there the, little, <laughs> the horse uh, is there well he took the horses and he took them off out back somewhere. You didn't actually see where he took the horses. Huh. Hmm. This is, I mean, if if there's ever been a time uh, Uraprax to go on the roof, it's fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Can we whistle the horses? Has anyone got animal handling? Or... Well. Clearly, I my animal handling is not up to snuff because Phil <laughs> is totally. You did a very good job of whistling a dog that was not here. Surely, horses that are roughly here, we could do all right. I feel I like mean, Finn will have big or good animal handling. I'm, I'm looking through the bag, guys. We've we've actually got a loyalty card for Bruce with three out of eight stamps. I feel like those stamps have just been wasted now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> should we should we just lose this? Lose the loyalty card. Cut our losses. <laughs> oh, just fling it like Just rip it off of the branch. <laughs> we could go to another branch in a non-destroyed city. It yeah. might be transferable. I slowly just rip it up into pieces. <laughs> in comparison to the situation we are in. We realise that it's by doing right. that we've cursed us to be a find another Bruce. <laughs> it's... There is chaos and anarchy all around Finn, and it almost cuts slow motion as he just tears it up, and these little bits of this bruised loyalty <laughs> card just flutter down as a like Molotov cocktail just <laughs> whooshes past his head. It's like a Snyder Cut level of slow motion. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Snyder Cut. Yeah, like Gary Jules Mad World is playing. Can, can we get into the stables? <laughs> We don't uh, know if there even is stables. Oh, well, there must be. You're but not sure, you're not sure. can we go through the door where he took the horses? Uh, he took the horses. So you've got like this nice, huge, kind of fancy electric electric dra- dragon tavern, and then there is like an alleyway next to it, and then the next building, and then a couple of buildings, and then another alleyway. So it does look like you can get around the back of there. Yeah, let's go around the back. Okay. You start to run around the back, and as you're starting to run around the back, you then start to hear uh, like really high-pitched whistles, like the banging and clashing of like swords against shields, 
And as you're about to run through this corridor and this alleyway, you turn and look and you see like the local guard is now starting to come out in force and starting to take effect and starting to stop the rioting. It's not pure blown chaos. Once the guards start to come out there, you do see people start to like be like, oh, fucking shit, the guard, and they start to stop what they're doing. A couple of people need to be restrained, but there's no like police brutality. No one's being like decked and knocked out and pushed to the ground and stuff. But the local guard is now starting to calm down the riots. Uh, yeah, you run past the back of, uh, run past the side of the electric dragon. Uh, you see uh, there is a little kind of stable set aside. Uh, there is a little man there, quite a young man. He had the little, um, like, a velvety valet vest on. He is hunkering down and hiding in the stable with your four horses. Just absolute panic. And he spots you guys, this uh, young Lawrence who took your horses. He spots you guys and he's like, what the hell is going on out there? Um, Lawrence, it turns out Bunzel was a horrible necromancer <laughs> all along, has doomed the entire city. The guard are trying to restore order. Um, I mean, we can take you out of town if you like. We're going. These horses look well brushed, by the way. You're a good lad. <laughs> yeah, I, I brushed them. <laughs> I didn't do all the... I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to do all the other shoes or all the other horses. You what? What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let... Like, let's attack. Snatch Lawrence. your gold coin back. Literally. You snatch a gold coin. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> Come on, uh, let's okay. get out of here. Um, you, uh, uh, you, you gave me a silver, silver piece, and and that covered you for the first couple of hours. But because it's technically after midnight and a new day I need no. have a gold Lawrence have a gold <laughs> oh, okay yeah <laughs> why are we giving this guy who didn't de-shoe the other horses a gold we, he's, we could just take the horses <laughs> we've got some moral ground to recover guys I'm giving Lawrence a gold so, I mount Horsefell okay yep I mount Fiasco the stallion mm-hmm I mount Sunflower, the stallion with long hair. <laughs> I get on Blizzard, black as night. Mm-hmm. Okay, you burst out of these stables, back through the alleyway between the Electric Dragon and its neighbouring shop, and you're back onto the strip, and it's still chaos. The guard are starting, the local guard are starting to uh, start to take effect, however... It seems like some of the people who are enjoying the anarchy and enjoying the riot are starting to regrom, uh, reform and regroup a little bit further down. It seems like it's going to butt heads again. You can hear a couple of people like panicking as they kind of rush past you guys and almost bump into your horses. You hear some guy run past going like, uh, honey, honey, we've got to get to the town hall. that They'll protect us as they kind of dash off past all of this chaos. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What do you guys do? I feel like something's going to happen if we just make a beeline for the city limits and just... I think we should. There's nothing we can do here. I mean, we do have a treasure map. I mean, does anyone feel like we're neglecting anything by not going to the industrial zone? <laughs> what for? We industrial might... zone? Are we playing Crystal Maze? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just about to make a Crystal Maze joke. There, there are a few I... times that I'm not playing Crystal Maze. Oh my god, quick pause. I fucking love Crystal Maze. I wish I could have gone on that TV show. Yeah. Well, they did oh, that. The one, they did the one in London's London. really good. We should go. There's one oh, in yeah, London? They, they, they rebuilt yeah. it a few years yeah. ago. Oh, shitting dog, you're kidding me. We've been, it's so good. Oh, it's you've been? So you've been. Good. We should go. Oh. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Did you go to the like, Aztec zone? We went to all the zones and the guy was incredible. Like, literally, it showed a video of Richard O'Brien handing over the crystal maze and then this man in, I shit you not, like, like literally a waistcoat and then just some gold pants <laughs> burst nice. into the room. Declaring, it's the fucking crystal there, <laughs> and then it was, and then it was amazing. When we went to the, it was the guy was really funny. He played the level just right for our group of friends. There's a bit in the Aztec zone where there's a big pillar, and he was running, saying, "Run, run! Everyone runs in the Aztec zone. If you have to run, because if I catch you, I will fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he wasn't an employee. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so good. The games were just like they are on TV, oh, and it was the best time. Right, when we can well, when we can travel guys there's one here there's one in manchester and i think they're building one in bristol oh, but um we should all go down. does it have the actual like the really stupid thing at the end with the crystal where you have to collect the tokens and nobody would yeah. ever win the holiday it's, because it's too hard it's so hard it's so hard <laughs> but, um, yeah we'll um we'll, we'll go okay excellent excellent yes so uh, the this couple bump into your horses as they kind of de- shout and scream to each other to get to the town hall because they think they're going to be safer there as they start running towards the town hall. You three all on horseback. Uh, sorry, all four are on horseback. The horses are a bit spooked because there's fucking shit going on, you know? Uh, but yes, are you guys making a beeline to the city limits and just getting the fuck out of here? Are you guys going to go back to the industrial? I mean, Gluso's lost Benjamin. Like, God knows what's happening to Jeb. No one knows where Bunzo is. What would you like to do? I mean, I feel like a confrontation at the town hall would be quite poetic, but um, industrial zone, or we can just make for the hills. I mean, I don't know. Orin's going to die if he gets into a combat. 
Godzilla I... little Godzilla mad mage. You'll be right. <laughs> yeah. I'll t- okay. Uh, Finn, chuck us over a mad mage or something that's going to restore my health, please. Let, let me see, because I'm quite low on health as well. Let me just have a quick look in the old bag here. We've got a lot of uh, mocha-style things. <laughs> um, we've still got four four minor potions, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we topped up on those. What do, what do you what do you want? Do you want something? I don't. I don't. Give me a oh man. What was the lemony thing? Uh, lemon zingers just oh, yeah. you don't do health. They don't they just make you super fast. They they don't, they don't do. Okay. We've got the Mad Mage Mocker. Give us a Mad Mage Mocker. Okay. I want something else. I want a cocktail. Give me another one as well. Okay, <laughs> so you can have one Mad Mad Mage Mocker. That takes us down to two of those. And you can have a uh, coffee cake. Oh, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, you can have one of those. <laughs> the coffee cake is not magical in any way, and it just is a nice <laughs> coffee cake. <laughs> Uh, the Mahan Mage Mocker, roll a, roll a d4 for me. Oh, Skyrim, when you take it down, you just eat 50 potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just shoveling 50 potatoes in. Two. Um, two, uh, so plus two, so four. You get four hit points back, and one of your spells is restored. So the Thunder Wave you did a minute ago, uh, you've got that back, so you can now cast that again if you want to. Okay, okay. I'm still. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm not strong. Like, but I'm. I'm in double figures at least. Mm-hmm. So we want to go after. I, I do feel. So here's my. Here's here's my thinking. Right. This is. The the end of this campaign, most likely tonight. And I'm wondering: is Benjamin a side quest, or is is he like integral to something, or? If we if we ride to the city limits, are we going to kickstart something, or are we literally just going to leave this story and it's just going to be <laughs> over? I want it to be like, yeah, I think like what Andy's saying, we kind of need a poetic like ending or something. So what what do we think? What's like, what's going to happen? I mean, Blacksmith, I, it's, is it's it in not, the industrial zone or is it is it in this um, commercial zone? The the forge is in the industrial zone. However, when you got to the Vegas Strip. Uh, Mr. Monsieur Glusso was looking for Benjamin there. So Benjamin is, from what you can gather, maybe lost in the Vegas Strip somewhere. Because that is where uh, Glusso is currently looking for him. However, I mean, I don't want to... You guys can do whatever you want, but obviously riding off into the sunset, like, fuck this shit, that is also (laughs) very poetic. (laughs) (laughs) I, I uh, agree I with Oran. We I feel like we need to do something, but also like I don't even know what what we're even doing ourselves here. So <laughs> right. let's maybe we should let's let's move things along. We heard that couple say that they were going to the the town hall. Mm-hmm. We could try and help with them. We could pass on that message about the town hall as well, and we could look for Benjamin while we're here. Sorry, Andy. Can you say that again? You you broke up for me. I don't know if it was for everyone else. Mm. Yeah, yeah. pretty bad. Um, I think I'm breaking up. Um, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So we could try and like shepherd people towards the town hall, like those people were saying. We could pass on that message. 
and we can look for Benjamin as we go atop our horses. My issue is where do the reparations come in? Because enough destruction has already ensued based off of the decisions of three individuals who shall not be named. <laughs> so for me, the only real justice is getting the hell out of Dodge rather than aggravating anything else because who knows what going back into it all is going to bring. Yep. A local guard now is right by you guys and the horses and he's like, go back to your homes, break it up, break it up. Like points you for what are you doing? Get off those horses. <laughs> um, where were we? Where were we staying? Was it at the electric bar, or did we even have a place to stay? Uh, we're, staying, we're staying here. Yeah, thanks to um, thanks to Uraprax's awesome hobnob poem, you got three free lodging for that night at the Electric Dragon. However, that was the. <laughs> and only- this is how you repay me, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, oh man, I really don't know what we should do in this situation. This town guard's looking at you guys going like, we've, we've got people situated at the town hall if you need shelter during this time. If your town, if your city, if you're, um, excuse me, uh, let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> if you're seeking refuge from the attacks and the riots, please go to the town hall. If, you're, if your residence has been destroyed, we shall be able to reimburse you in some way and we shall help you rebuild. Just please break it up. Get back. Get back. Yeah, I yeah. think that just sounds like something to go. But I'm, yeah, I think we should just go there and just at least have a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have no idea where the town hall is. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to listen to the, Yeah, we're just going to follow the, the crowds and the loud noises, I think. Okay. You uh, start to follow the kind of civilians who want nothing to do with this, who are just scared, who are concerned, start to beeline and follow them. Still on horseback? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You've That's got a total to... power move. <laughs> You're power moving this <laughs> on horseback. Uh, a couple of scared, crying children and their mothers who have like woke them up in the middle of the night because of all the chaos are starting to make their way to the town hall. Uh couple of minutes or so pass it's kind of and behind the vegas strip a couple of couple of feet back from it or actually a good couple of yards back from it it seems almost out of place this weird kind of magical electric city and then the town hall seems very old school and robust if there is a word for it almost quite viking like there is very strong wooden planks kind of like a thatched roof to it these lovely beautiful banners that seem to be just kind of placed and are hanging from the uh from the roof of this place and dotted about on the town hall itself are very viking-esque kind of decor where they've got the shields kind of systematically placed alongside all the walls and stuff seems to be quite big and grandiose almost slightly built a little bit higher with um, stairs going up to it as well uh, there are guards there kind of beckoning people um, you see the majority of people are kind of going up not going up the stairs but flanking to the right as they are kind of ushering them into like a little side door and a little side area not the actual main hall itself however as you're starting to kind of click clop over there on horseback you see a couple of guards talking to other guards as they kind of whisper and converse. 
they kind of gesture up and a couple of town's guards start making their way up the stairs and through like the grand entrance to it you see as well a um as you get a little bit closer to it a guard not in like a aggressive way but he's got his arm on the civilian shoulder and you hear a guard talking to another guard he says this gentleman here says he was with Bunzel at his house and saw exactly what happens and has some information and like one of the other guards is like right into the main hall and this second guard then ushers this person who apparently claims he was at Bunzel's house when it happens going up through the big main gates Okay. We ride into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good option. Uh, hmm. Well, we need to know what this guy's saying. Do but we? I mean, well, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, can we like sneak? Is there somewhere? So they're they're taking him into the main hall. And are we, yeah. we're being ferried into a different hall. So it looks like everyone is kind of... Now you're getting a bit closer to it. It looks like everyone is going slightly to the right of the town hall to like almost like the barracks. Mm. It looks like, from what you can gather, it looks like they fortified the barracks where the militia usually is and the town's guard usually is, and that's where they're fortifying uh, scared civilians. Excuse me. However, seems like a guard has been talking to a civilian... The civilian claims that he knows what's happened because he was there at Bunzel's house and he is being beelined up the main stairs and into the main hall through the main doors of this place. Well, I think we should follow them. We're on horses, so let's go to the main hall. And if anyone, like, pushes us back, do we still have the invite from Bunzel to come to the city? One of us must have that. Uh, Yes, the original job, which was posted on uh, the Russellton board, uh, Darth Gumbert had it and he gave it to you guys yes so i reckon that we could say you know what actually this guy's got this guy's bullshit we were with bunzel when it happened <laughs> love it love the idea and we can just say look we had the invite we were with him when it happened and we can we can explain everything mm-hmm. but then we have to think fast but hold on is this, this is my the mercenary that ran away uh, do we recognize you... the dude? There was a town's guard. He was next to the town's guard, and he is now being ushered not to the right like everyone else, up to the main hall, and you can just see the back of him. You're not sure. Because, Scamos, um, this is the perfect... This is your perfect opportunity to spread, to slander, like... uh, What's his name? Bunzel. Bunzel's name. And, And let everyone know that he is a necromancer. He's turned to bad. Like, this is where we do it. This is the opportunity. Well, Dunzel by the time I'm finished with it. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? Yeah, that's this sounds this sounds ideal. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I totally agree. Urupra- I can tell that Uruprax is really into this part. <laughs> how, how, how are we gonna play this? I'm just gonna stay a step behind. See what you plan to do. Um, well, I mean, who's got the letter? I. It's probably in the bag, right? Pull it out of the bag and hand it over. So I reckon we should just kind of, just you know, 
it's going to be relatively easy for us to break out of the of the line. So I think we should, because we're on horseback still. So I reckon we just like instead of being shepherded over to the barracks, we just go over to the bottom of the steps. I imagine that someone is going to try and stop us, and we will say, "Actually, guys, we have we have word of what has happened here tonight." Yeah. Okay, yeah. As you start to kind of break out of the natural crowd, a guard does uh, put his hand up and is like, civilians who will need shelter are going into the barracks. Your, your horses won't fit. You'll have to leave them outside. Uh, we're not going into the barracks uh, because we have a letter here from Bunzel himself. We were actually with Bunzel when the shit hit the fan. And we'd like to talk to someone in charge. Here is the letter. Yeah, he takes the letter from you and looks at it. Up to the main hall, and he kind of gestures to the, the staircase and the big halls. But again, your horses will have to wait outside. I'll stay behind with the horses. Yeah. <laughs> Can you turn them around like it's Tom Cruise's motorbike in case we need to make a fast escape <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah have them facing away okay you guys dismount Uraprax are you staying behind mm-hmm. okay you uh, dismount Uraprax keeps hold of the horses outside and you three go in to the main hall a very very big long hallway Thick trunk, tree trunk like pillars holding the roof aloft. Lots of sconces, lots of banners. Seems like this place is very. It must have had power supply to it, as there are some things that are currently not happening. There are some torches that aren't alight. There are some things that aren't currently working. However, it seems like there was a lot of a big open fire pit in the middle, uh, lots of sconces and torches. So the fact that the power's gone out is kind of not an issue in this room. It seems like along one side of this town this uh, big hallway was a long long table and it seems to have had half a banquet on it there is still like this big suckling pig in the middle with an apple in its mouth half eaten several plates one of them has been knocked over and is on the floor and there's a bit of a mess Uh, however a little bit further up you can see uh, they are very haphazardly just grabbed a table and dragged it into the middle thrown all of the cutlery and all the plates and all the food off of it and it's just in the corner or just been thrown onto the big kind of banquet table and it seems like they have got a town hall map and it looks like they are currently pointing at it there is a huge ass guy very big very nordic huge bulky muscles no t-shirt covered in tattoos long flowing blonde hair and a long beard with thousands of uh, braids, beads, little metal ingots kind of intertwined into this huge-ass beard. The um, Kind of like very similar to the bad guy in the new God of War, the Boulder, I think. Is is it Boulder? Very much those kind of like Nordic-like tattoos. Huge guy, towering above everyone. To his left, there seems to be a kind of average human guy. Uh, looks like he's quite elfin. He's got some kind of slightly pointed ears. Beautiful kind of dark brown hair just, just gently just descends just ever so gently down his sides. And he seems to have what you could describe as very much like a sorcerer's robe on. A very elegant robe, an extra bit of padding, 
what would look to be like a mage's hood, but it's currently down. He's next to this big hulking uh, Nordic guy pointing at several areas of the map. And it seems like on the other side of this big, huge Nordic guy, there is several, uh, a couple of crowns guard who are also pointing at the map itself. Uh, you guys, with your knowledge of Croft and stuff, know that this huge-ass guy must be the local mayor that you've heard of, a man called Jorgis Unski. He's there, big shoulders, big biceps, almost hunkering over on this table, leaning on it, almost bowing under his weight as the kind of sorcerer next to him is pointing at stuff on this map as well as the guards. He hasn't spotted you guys yet. He's just kind of looking down, kind of talking to the people that are around him. Okay. Um, so, I mean, is it, it, was the intention that we just go in and quietly sit down, do you think? Where, so where is the guy, the civilian that has stated can we see him has he been marched in with us uh the guy who said that he was with bonzel can we, uh he yeah around? he is uh so there's there's like three four people at this table and this guy who was brought in with the guard is currently standing there this huge huge towering nordic guy turns and looks at him you can't hear what they're saying but he's very like and you can hear the guys kind of like chatting and chatting away kind of shakes his head turns to this kind of wizard guy next to him who's very like kind of rubbing the temp his temples and just very confused about all this and at that point this big hulking nordic guy kind of looks up at you guys and is like if you are civilians seeking refuge you go down into the barracks i am busy here I'm trying to enjoy a meal and now all this chaos is going about did ruin my appetite and he grabs this huge chunk of chicken leg and just takes a huge bite out of it. <laughs> I've just realised that we haven't finalised our story about what actually went down. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're standing in front of Jorgis. Um, but I reckon we should... Uh, I reckon we should just go up, like just walk up to the table and try and hear what's going on. What this guy's saying. Maybe, maybe go up and show him the uh, the invitation to you know to, yeah, what was to, the... to, to allude to the fact that you know we were with him recently and stuff. Uh, the local mayor of this place, uh, you guys know, is called Jorgis Unski. He is kind of looking at you guys. He looks at um, Oran. He looks at Finn. He looks at you, Scamos. Looks back at Oran as Finn hands him a bit of paper. Um. I look at I look at Oren and Finn for their for their blessing to go into the story. You have our blessing, absolutely. Um, we we can explain what has happened here this evening, your uh, your lordship. Well, please do. I am incredibly stressed out right now. Uh, afraid it's not going to get less stressful, but I can explain it. So we were sent here by the mayor of Russelton. Upon arriving here, he shared with us that people were trying to break in and understand the secret of his power that he's brought to the city, while defending it from raiders that were that were breaking into the property this very evening. We 
uncovered the secret of, of the power that has been provided to the city. And I'm afraid... Necromancy. <laughs> if there could be a dun-dun-dun... You always look at you. If what you are saying is true, this is very concerning. But you are just um, a stranger. We... Come into my domain. Come into my town and claiming a good personal friend, a provider of so much, is actually evil in his intentions. Um, you, you can send your men to witness his treachery with your own eyes if you go into the house. In the basement, you will find the remnants of the machine, which was um, holding the spirit of his own daughter. You will also find the murdered body of her fiancé, who was killed when he objected to Bunzel's experiments. Um, we destroyed the machine when it brought forth an undead ogre from the nether into this realm, um, which obviously caused the power to go out. It was the only choice we had to stop more unclean filth breaking through into our dimension of the living. We hope you understand. Mm. Kind of folds his arms, turns to the uh, the the mage in the kind of sorcery robes, turns to him and goes, Burgess. And this guy looks up at him and is like, yes, sir. Have a look and see what Bunzel is doing. Burgess looks, Burgess looks back at him and goes, sir, when Bunzel gifted us the power supply, we, we promised we would respect, respect his privacy and we wouldn't inquire in his, and kind of, Yogus puts a hand up, he's like, I know, Burgess, I know, but I have a town that is rioting. I have people in the barracks who are scared. Please. And uh, Burgess kind of nods, he's like, of course, sir. Burgess, this weird sorcerer, or this right-hand man of Bunzel, starts tracing like arcane sig- sigils very quickly in the air with his hand. And as you see, his eyes just go completely white. And he kind of almost kind of freezes in this weird trance. There's a bit of a pause. Yorgus kind of looking at all you guys, scouring. Kind of looks back at Burgess. And Burgess is like, I can't, I can't see him. He's just... He's invisible? He's yeah, when we uncovered his run. plot, he went invisible and ran. His eyes kind of go back to normal and the pupils come back to them. And uh, Burgess looks up at Yorgos and he's like, he seems to be invisible and he seems to be running somewhere. Uh, my spell allows me to spy on people, but however, if they are undetectable or invisible or being hidden, I just see their surroundings. He's, he's running somewhere. Kind of, Yorgos looks at Burgess a bit confused, kind of looks at you guys. Is what you're saying true, then? There is sinister necromancy in my town. Well, hopefully we have stemmed the flow, your lordship, but um, who knows what Bunzel will do now we've uncovered his plot. Um, He could try anything. Um, If your mage is able to help divine his location, then we happily volunteer to bring him to justice kind of turns back to Burgess is like can you see Bunzel's house and Burgess goes um, 
uh, I can only pinpoint it to people, sir, as you know. Uh, however, there may be local guard at Bunzel's house that I can scry on. And he kind of nods. He's like, make it so. Kind of clicks his fingers and points at the boar. And Burgess looks at it and he's like, oh yeah, sure. And he points, Burgess also points at the boar. The apple in its mouth just comes whizzing out and just kind of into Yorgos's hand and he eats the whole thing. <laughs> I like Yorgos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yorgos is good, right? Uh, can we ask Burgess, is, is, is he wearing a scarf as well? This is just a little detail. I just whisper it like you could just I... have a look for that. He's about to go back into this trance and kind of looks at you and goes, oh, no, he was invisible. Fair, fair. Okay, I walked into that. <laughs> His eyes go back. He's very, he's quiet for a bit. He doesn't seem to say anything. The first time he did the trance, he could speak and stuff. Uh, but this time he goes into it and he's like, okay, uh, seems like one of the crown's guard I know. Malcolm, he is, uh, he's at Bunzel's house. It's absolute chaos. They're, oh, God, they're tearing down the... Sir, they're tearing down the telephone poles. They're tearing, they're tearing down the pylons. And Jorgis is just head in his hands. It's like, this is not a good day for me right now, Burgess. It's at that point, uh, Burgess lifts his finger... and is completely silent. Kind of looks at you three and kind of looks up at Yorgos. And he's like, Sir, I've just received a message from Bunzel. Kind of, Yorgos looks down at him. Uh, You guys know there is a spell in this world called Sending, which lets you magically talk to someone over great distances. Although, however, the spell is very short and it can only be about 25 words long. And looks at he goes, he says that four people attacked his house and destroyed the machine. And uh, <laughs> Yorgos kind of scowls even more at you three and is like, so there is a fourth person with you now? What is all this? Yeah, the fourth person, your Ben Sorum, he's watching the horses. The horses are too big for him here. He doesn't want to bring horses inside, not animals. Right, so I have you guys claiming there's necromancy. Bunzel, our friend who gave us his power supply, who is apparently running from you three or four, tells us that you destroyed the machine. But we're, oh, we're, not, we're not the ones running. We've, no, we've come here to yeah. tell you what's we're happening. Not, we're not... Yeah, we're not denying we destroyed the machine. We did it after a fuck-off great dead ogre came through. Um, And also, would it not be foolish for us to, having, as we just told you, had our horses, um, could have quite easily ridden out of town, but no, we came to see you. That would be, how you say, lunacy to to come to you while we... The, the villain of this piece the treacherous and by your own admission sir secretive Bunzel hey roll a roll a persuasion with advantage for me oh fuck's sake my dice are on here bear with me a second <laughs> <laughs> god damn you virgin media bear with me 
This is why you should always have. Oh, we might have to censor that Virgin concert. <laughs> 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 Natural 20. Natural 20, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was all worth it. Bunzel flips the table with the town map on it, goes absolutely scaring above the, about the place and starts storming over to the large banquet table that's on the side of the thing. Just starts grabbing like a potato, a bit of the board, just starts shoveling it in. Just kind of then slams his hand down onto the, um, the banquet table. I trusted Bunzel after all these years. Oh, the power supply. So great. So magical. Help everyone. Now look at me. I'm a fool. And uh, Burgess runs after him. He's like, sir, sir, no, you're, you're not a fool. None of us could have known this. We, we promised we wouldn't look. We wouldn't question him. Uh, we're just as foolish as you, sir. He's like, da hell do this. Grabs the ball and just rips it in half. <laughs> just grabs one end, grabs the head of it, just, push, just pulls it apart takes a huge ass bite of one of rips a rib out of it and just takes a huge ass bite of a rib and turns to you three guys is like right okay so my town is not as how you say grandiose and perfect as i would like it to i apologize i must run a tighter ship here so you three or four your fourth member is outside looking after horses you come into my town and you uncover this hideous plot of Bunzel and you show me his true colours and what, do you want a reward or something? You want me to admit that I was wrong? No. Right, well then get out we, of here. <laughs> I just want to, uh, no, we, uh, we, we are appalled that you would be taken advantage of like this. Your great town was great as it was without the smoke and the mirrors. Of of this of this curse, you were building a great town. The people and the the famous parts of this town were already here before the power, before that corruption snuck into your town. Let us help you take your town back to what it was before and bring the treacherous Bunzel to justice. He's stolen something from one of my friends here. From one of my friends here. That is the only reward we seek. The return <laughs> of our scarf. <laughs> <sighs> Your flattery is appreciated, but it gets you nowhere. I have a city to get under control. You have brought this into my attention. I thank you for showing me the errors in my town and my city and the people I trust. You have done your bitch. You can go now. He turns to um, Burge, he's like, get them out of here, they've done more than enough. Uh, Burge is like, sir, like, they're, they're just messengers, so please. And yet Burgess leaves the side of Jorgis and kind of comes to you guys, he's like, um, I'm sorry, uh, I thank you so much. Um, God, we thought it was this magical thing, we didn't really question where it came from, but from what we're gathering and from what you guys have said if it's all true then uh, we should really put our trust in other people I guess uh, I'm so sorry about kind of gestures over to Yorgos I'm sorry about him he's very proud of his town um, uh, I have a, a, a circle of teleportation uh, is there any way you'd like to go or would you just like to leave the normal ways 
Um, yeah, we could. Can you teleport us to anywhere? Uh, places I've been before are easier. Uh, places I don't know, there is a chance of it um, being. If we, if we were to show you a location on a map, for example. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that, that's doable. That's doable. Yeah, that sounds good. Can we can we get our friend and the horses, and we can teleport with those guys? Can you teleport the horses? Is what we're asking. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> can we teleport horses? <laughs> okay. It's just, it's just there's a deposit on the horses. We, we're going to need to get that oh, back. Okay. Oh. Uh, okay. The teleport spell. We don't want to be fused with the horses or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, it's going to be like the fly, don't worry. <laughs> Instantly transports you and up to eight willing creatures of your choice that you can see within range. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yes, the horses. Yeah, yeah we, so we can teleport. We all agree to this. We teleport to the treasure location and go and do some nice treasure hunting. I guess I so. so. Oh, and um, Burgess, was it? Yes, Burgess. Um, before we teleport away, could you? Um, I know you can do that magic spell where you send messages to um, to people <laughs> as well. Um, maybe you could send a message to Bunzel that says "woof woof woof" because he's a bloody dog, and he'll understand that message because that's what he is—a dirty dog. And we're coming for us, <laughs> Um Kind of looks at Yorgos, who is just. Ang- angry eating now, <laughs> like not comfort eating. He's angry eating. Kind of looks at um, Yorgos. Is like, yeah, no, I, I can do that. I can do that. Kind of traces a arcane sigil in the air again. And as he goes to speak, he kind of just and he gets a gets his head and just pounds onto the side of his temples, and a bit of blood starts to trickle out of his nose. He's like, oh, that Bunzel dispelled my spell. Why would he have done that? Ah. No, it didn't go through. Very well. I would... So... Because hmm. <laughs> I was going to suggest we, we either do the treasure map or if uh, Bunzel... Uh, not Bunzel. What's the what's this guy called? The guy that we're talking to right now? Uh, Burgess. Burgess. Um... <laughs> If he can see the surroundings of where Bunzel is, then maybe he could teleport us to those surroundings. But I don't know if that's a worthwhile thing to do. And it sounds like Bunzel's got some kind of protection, so maybe that is no longer an option anymore. But that's that would be something to potentially sort of leapfrog uh, Yorgus and all this. We could just go straight to Bunzel. If he can see the surroundings, then... Teleport us. Yeah. Ask Gamorin, can you do that? Can you do that? Can <laughs> Let's you just do assume that? I asked all that. <sighs> can he do that? Because if he can see the surroundings, then he sort of knows them, mm. is my thinking. Uh, if I have viewed an area, uh, it is, I am able to teleport someone to that area. However, I feel like Bunzel, if what you're saying is true, I think Bunzel is on to us and knows about his misdeeds and he could just dispel it again and God knows where you'd end up then. 
Okay. Well, it maybe sounds like the treasure is the way to go. Maybe this is a... Yeah. Finn? Scam... Uh, Uruprax? Any thoughts? Oh, Uruprax is outside, I guess. But maybe we've called him in by now. Because he hasn't done anything for a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking after the horses. I can't just come in. Yeah. He's brushing them. That's true. So before... No, before it... a wonderful job. We don't need to. Oh. Yeah, yes. Good, because we paid him a whole gold piece <laughs> for no reason. Before, before we uh, teleport away or collect the horses, I'd like to just tell Burgess to tell the mayor and everybody that their town, their city, their village has kind of done a service to the world. Our, my, my intention and maybe the intention of my friends were that look how badly this city has become reliant on this energy in just a few years and you've had riots I mean you've got looting your, your city is not going very well I mean the guards will probably have it under control soon but imagine in 10 years imagine in 100 years if the whole world had become reliant on this energy that was so corrupt and evil and, and just not you know not future proof at all the world would have fallen a thousand times harder than what your city has and I feel like you've You've taken the brunt of it so that the world can move on. Uh, where I appreciate the sentiment, I, I don't think Yorgos is a kind of hindsighty kind of person. That's fine. That's fine. Um, if it makes him feel any better, you can tell him that Skelos Nowhere has a burning vendetta against the treacherous Bunzel, and if I ever see that cunt again, I'm going to wreck him so hard. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, we all thought he was a nice guy. It's um, always the ones. It's always the ones you think. Yeah. His intentions were nice. I just feel like it would. It came at any cost to him. Yeah. Okay, uh, let me. I'll get you a map. Kind of darts off to a like a secondary uh, room uh, through a door, kind of to the side by the by the huge uh, banquet table. Comes back with a kind of map of the um, the Sword Coast, the kind of long bit of the area of uh, Fey Room that you guys are currently at. It's like, uh, where would you like to go? Well, let's let's get our fourth fourth friend from outside and and our oh, horses. The, um, and- the the teleportation circle is is outside. All so. right, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, let's 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 get together and bring this map and and pinpoint our destination if that's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you kind of go out of the town hall. Uh, as you're starting to leave, you see um, Yorgus has got like the the suckling pig, like the hog head. He kind of like picks off one of the ears and eats it, and then just angrily hucks the head at the wall, and it just splatters everywhere. Nice. Uh, you See you later, leave. Jorgis. <laughs> Bye. Leave my See, town. I like this place more already. 
Okay, you guys go back outside uh, to the entrance of this uh, great town hall. Uh, yeah, Uraprax uh, is outside there, and um, as you come out, this guy you've never seen before, this elven guy with long, flowing, long, very quite thin and dead straight hair, kind of is with the three of your uh, rest of your party, and uh, he kind of nods to you. He's like, I'm guessing you're the, the fourth one. Hello. I'm blowing in Blizzard's face and saying, look, he's smiling. <laughs> uh, if you would be so kind as to uh, just step aside for me, uh, sir. Why? Uh, you look kind of at him and look down. Uh, you're standing uh, very similar to very much like the uh, scorch lines and the engraving that Thor leaves when he teleports away with the Bifrost. There is this beautiful, kind of at the entrance of this town hall, a kind of big arcane circle. It's like, ah, the, the teleportation circle, sir. Uh, I need to cast the spell before you step into it. Otherwise, who knows where you'll go. I, I look to the others for reassurance. Yeah, yeah we're going to go and get off. that treasure because, because fuck this guy. I mean, wait, wait what, Not what treasure? Guy. Huh? The one we got the map for. You were there. How, yeah, ages ago. How did you go from what? What happened in there? Oh yeah. Um, so um, it's accepted. We've told them the truth, which uh, you know, which Bunzel was a Rongan, was a necromancer. He murdered um, uh, his own daughter's fiance. You remember him, uh, Marcus? We yes, were, he you guys, murdered you guys his fiance. Bunzel, Bunzel, killed him, right? And. Um, mm-hmm filters his spirit into that necromantic magic which threatened to engulf this entire town and then eventually the world. So we put a stop to that. The authorities here are going to deal with him when he finally stops running because you can't run forever. And then, um, so we're going to go and get some treasure and leave them to it. Job done. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh... Burgess. Paper or out and about, you're crowned drone of the Raycorn. <laughs> I am hungry. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Burgess pulls out a piece of chalk from his pocket and uh, starts to add little bits and sections to this uh, big circle on the ground, this big arcane um, sigil on the ground, connecting bits that are already connected, drawing over bits, connecting one line to a separate line and finishing off the circle. Uh, he kind of, again, kind of gestures and gives you or shows you the map and asks you the point to roughly where you would like to go. So we hold him up the treasure map and we just say, you know, it's from around here, just as close to this as, as possible that you recognise, I guess. Yeah, uh, roll a intelligence for me, Finn. So a twelve, but then also quite intelligent, yeah. What have I got on here? Intelligence. It's only a plus one, so thirteen by the looks of it. Thirteen, okay. Uh, you're no cartographer, but you you know where Russellton was on the map. Uh, you know roughly where the big grand oak tree that El Morris resides in is roughly compared to this and Croft, this town you're currently in. And then you know, obviously, because the map had an X on it quite near to El Morris's tree, you kind of 
a little like just a couple of centimeters from El Morris's, roughly where you think El Morris's tree is. You kind of gesture to that part of the map. Kind of looks at it and goes, "Okay, yep, yeah, uh, okay." And then again, it's, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be a bit weird. Uh, I'm going to finish off the circle, and then if you could all just uh, uh, gallop into the circle. Yes, sir. Okay. Right. I, I mount my horse in preparation. Okay. As do I. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> okay. He literally gets the bit of chalk, looks at you guys, and does like a tiny little bit, like literally dots an eye. And as he dots it, this whole thing just whoosh, just kind of glows this huge, vibrant purple. And you all like, just charge <laughs> towards. The horses are a little bit reluctant at first, but then they get into a gallop. As soon as the horses enter the circle, one by one, you are just all cue. The horses just instantly just shoot off and just disappear into nothingness. Uh, Oran, because obviously you haven't really got a chance to do much this game sitting outside. Uh, Uraprax, sorry. God, I'm <laughs> today. Iraprax, I'm going to need you to roll a D100 for me. So you should have two ten-sided dice. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, I've got a ten-sided. Yeah, I've got one ten-sided dice. Okay, so roll that one. Eight. Okay, and then again, so eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. All right. The outcome of that, and if the teleportation works and sends you to the right location, we will find out in the next series. <laughs> Very good. Bam! I felt that that was coming as a good, I felt that that was going to be a cliffhanger as we were mm-hmm. getting closer to the teleportation. Very well done, everybody. Excellent. Thank you. Bravo, bravo. I am so proud of you guys for like a kind of first series. You guys are really getting into it. Like the first couple of episodes, you're like, oh, what's this? What's that? Everyone's just really getting into the groove now. Fucking Andy started his own D&D campaign with some of his mates now, and he's a dungeon master now. So, oh, yeah. so proud and happy with all you guys. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, no, man. Mate, so you smashed it, man. It has been so, so much fun. I could not have asked for a better first DM because this is literally was my first ever experience of it. And it has been so fantastic. And the rest of you guys as well. Like playing with you guys has been awesome. Um, so it's been a total joy. Awesome, guys. I've had a few questionable uh, DMs. And then it was when I think it was when you came over, Lewis, and actually DMs that mini game. Excellent. Mm. Oh, guys, good job. <laughs> well one of my favourite bits was me thinking that it was going to be like more of a game like oh your turn roll this you know blah which I guess it is a little bit like that mm. but what my favourite bit turned out to be was just when Lewis went into these like five minute story segments like a cutscene of a video game where you get to just sit back and listen mm. to whatever like 
it's like oh yeah this is the this is the real bit of story now not just as like <laughs> talking nonsense like this is the professional bit now excellent well i'm just super i'm super excited to kind of get it out there to the public now And so we leave our heroes to their own devices as our first series draws to a close. What adventures lie ahead for them? Can Uraprax take back the spotlight and lift the curse befalling the bards all over the kingdom? What potions will Finn serve up in his wizard cup next? Is it possible to brush a horse too much? Will Oran retrieve the Oak family scarf from the nefarious necromancer Bunzel? Will the treasure beyond El Morris's forest be a wearable treasure? How many more tradespeople will scam us masqueraders, if that is his real name? And most importantly, in D&D, is there such a thing as time zones? Wait, would you get teleport jet lag? Do the toilets in the Underdark flush upwards or do they have their own system and if they shit, uh, hang on. Guys, which one of you shitheads wrote all these questions in the outro? What? I don't know about Underdark Toilets, guys, come on! Who wrote them? Right, we just ruined the whole take now. No, I don't have time to do another take. Who wrote these questions? Oh, never mind. Right, answers to some, but not necessarily all of these questions when our heroes return for more Monsters and Madness! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.